Hi everyone and welcome to Two Words with Taku. I'm Taku Mbudzi and I'm recording this podcast all about my love for writing in rainy Melbourne. It's been raining all day today. Now this series is called Rogue Resumes to Sexy CVs and it is a series I've been wanting to do for a long time. In fact, it was inspired by a couple of things. First of all, my cousin's really ugly CV and a few months ago he says to me, oh hey cuz, can you just look at my resume and just fix it up for me? I really want to apply for this radio job. And he sends it to me and I went, what the, what is this? Um, so that's definitely been sitting on my brain because I helped him out and then a couple of weeks ago he says, cuz, I got the job and yep, all good. So that was there. And then the other uh, thing that inspired me was many years ago, my mom sent me her resume from Zimbabwe because she was looking for work and she sent it to me. And again, it was just so ugly. I love my mother. I love her to smithereens. But when I saw her 12 page CV, I swear it, it might even have been more. And it, it just was like, really, mama, this is what you're sending out to the world? Really? Let me help you. The other thing is that in the work that I've been doing as a technical writer, I've had to work on hundreds of CVs. And so over the years, I've learned from other people about what makes a good CV work. And to be honest, less is more. What should you know about this series? Okay, this series is going to be three episodes. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through step by step through how to turn a CV that's not really too great into something that at least you can feel proud of and feel inspired by. And this whole series, in fact, is more for people who are frustrated at the moment. They're trying to find work and it's not working. They're looking at their CV and it just does not inspire them. And that kind of ties into why I called it Rogue Resumes into Sexy CVs. Uh, you know, when you go to a party and you dress up and you look really good, maybe you buy a new dress, you feel good. You just feel good uh, versus, you know, wearing those old jeans and walking in and kind of hoping, you know, somebody will notice you. So part of the series is to try and help you look at your CV with brand new eyes and at least try to play with it even so that maybe you can find new ways to tweak it so that you can improve it for then the next jobs that you're applying for. And this goes for anyone. You know, you could be going for your first job at McDonald's or you could be a high-level CEO who's, you know, got years and years and years of experience in a particular field. It doesn't matter. What I'm going to try and do is give you examples and tips that you can then tweak to suit your work experience and your level of qualification or the level of job that you're applying for. Now, I do have some important notes before I start. They're my disclaimers. So first of all, I'm going to keep referring to them as CVs, which is curriculum vitae, uh, which is the same as saying a resume. So resume, CV, they're pretty much the same thing. They're the documents that list your qualifications and experience when you're applying for a job. Now, depending on where you live, what country, what city, what kind of job or company, uh, they will call it one thing or the other, CV or resume. It doesn't matter. So in these episodes, I will refer to them as CVs. 
The other thing is the examples and the templates that I'm using in these series are general guides only. That is my disclaimer. Please don't come knocking on my door saying it didn't work. Please don't come and say, oh my gosh, I know something that's better or worse. It doesn't matter right now. All I'm trying to do is give everyone just some general guides. Uh, but my, my intent is to, to give you some little tips that you might not know. If you already know them, that's actually really good. Uh, the other thing is this series, I will be using Microsoft Word and I'll be using Windows. And I've chosen that because a lot of offices use Windows and, you know, there are some others that use Mac and etc. But either way, the images that I will post in the blog description, you'll be able to see them just as pictures. All right. So I think that's pretty much the, the main intro that I want to give, that there are three episodes. We're going to take the rogue resumes and turn them into sexy CVs. The three episodes will be standalone, which means that you can do one or each of them by itself, or you can do all three of them. Now, I'm going to have a template that's called Your Name, and I'm going to put it on my website, and you can download that, or you can work doing these steps that I'm about to share with your own document. Either way, the idea is to play with the CV. The first episode is all about columns. And I've chosen columns because a lot of people have too much information in their CVs. It is too much. It's pages upon pages. And then it's just, it's just too much. By the end of this episode, you will hopefully have a document in front of you that has all the content in two columns. If you have downloaded that document called Your Name, you should be looking at it right now. And what's wrong with it? Okay, some of you might go, oh, actually nothing's wrong with it. This looks fine. And that is completely okay. I am not judging you. Um, but this is almost like a mashup of all the stuff that I've seen in the CVs that I've worked on, um, especially my loved ones, especially people who are not technically minded in the sense that they don't, you know, they don't want to spend hours on this, on their document. And also for people who, um, you know, might not have a lot of work experience. So they, they feel as if they don't have much to put in there. And so they kind of mash it up together and hope for the best. So we're going to work with this document called Your Name. Now, I've got five things that are the sum of what I normally see in CVs that come through. Number one is the use of tables. If your CV has tables, oh my gosh, I don't think we can be friends. But I will talk about that a bit later. So the use of tables with visible and invisible borders. Number two is very narrow page margins which means the text is almost like squashing itself over to the edges. Number three is different fonts. So using a font at the top and then oh, halfway through deciding to change because you've copied and pasted from something else and then you haven't gone over it. So that's number three, different fonts. Number four is tabs, 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 and more tabs. So that tab button, which jumps across a few centimeters, people use that a lot to move text forward. But sometimes that's not the best thing. And number five, bullets, bullets, and more bullets, death by bullets. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we're going to talk through a lot of these things and I'm going to try and keep it really quick. So hopefully this will be useful to you. 
So now when you look at this Your Name CV, it's got your address, it's got a bit of a career summary, and I've been a bit, you know, facetious with it. So I've written a couple of, you know, cheeky things and random facts, and some of it has also got just placeholder text. So a lot of this text won't make sense. Please don't now go and copy that into something real. This is just made up for the purposes of this episode. All right, so hopefully you have now had a look at this document called Your Name and just look at it and then compare it to your CV before we start. Are there things that you can see that are similar? What, what's the same? What's different? Just have a look at it and understand that this is what I would consider a rogue CV. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to remove the tables and left align all of the text. So if you are a table guru, um, that's fine for you to have them in your CV. But if you're not, please try and avoid having tables in the CV. I know a lot of people say that they, um, you know, it makes it easier to format the text and the content, but I don't agree. I really find tables distracting because if they're in a CV, half the time, if the borders are invisible, you spend the time looking for the little cursor at the top so you can select the table and then move it around. And then you always have to guess where the table borders are to resize the tables as well. And then also what I found working with CVs where I need to put information into another document. For somebody who has to copy that information across, it's really tedious when all of a sudden you've got tables and then you put them in, an, in another document and the text goes everywhere and the formatting changes. So I say avoid them if you can. The other thing is randomly placed tables with black borders can make the CV look dated. So that's why I say don't have tables. So if you can, just remove all the text, so cut it out, and then put it back in without the tables. If you can see that there is a table that's invisible, just go and add borders to that table and then cut the text out and then put it where you need to be. So once you've gotten rid of all the tables, left align your text. By the way, I am assuming you know how to do some of these things. If not, please Google or at the top there, you will find all the different um, tools that you can use. They, and in fact, if you put your cursor over them, some of them will actually tell you what they do. Next, we're gonna adjust the page margins. For this exercise, Adjust your page margins to normal. So there should be an option there where it says normal, narrow, etc. Just pick normal, which ends up being 2.54 centimeters all around. And this is already preset. And so already, can you see how the text is now starting to look less squashed? That's what we want, because when somebody opens your CV, you want it to just be visually easy to read. So already we've brought in that text a little bit, it's cozier and it's got a bit more breathing space around the edges. Step number three, change your font. Oh my gosh. I just need to say, if you are still using Times New Roman in 2017, for, <laughs> for real, I do not think we can be friends. Uh, Times New Roman is so dated. I mean, you can Google it. Everybody says don't use it. It is so dated. But I'm surprised by how many people still use it. And I don't know if it's because people just go to the font option and it's kind of one of the first ones and they don't bother scrolling down. 
I don't know. But anyways, what, she, what you should always do is use sans serif fonts. So those are fonts where they don't have the little spikes at the edge or they're not too fancy. They're just simple and clean. So try and use fonts like Arial or Sago UI, Calibri. Uh, and in fact, I'm going to put in a link that links to uh, you know, ideas for resume fonts. So you can have a look at what they suggest on there. But in this, in this case, I think I've picked Arial. So we've removed the tables, we've left aligned the text, we've adjusted the page margins, and we've changed the font. Now look at before and after. So before and after. And I've even put an image up there so you can see that they already look and feel different. All right, on to the next steps. Now step four is really important. This is where we're gonna add headings and subheadings to your CV. So often I see people just mash all the information in there, just dump it and good luck to you reading it. No. The reason why we add headings and subheadings is so that we can group the information in your CV. And this is all done before we do all the fancy formatting. Now the reason why headings are so good is because it just gives structure to your CV and then starts to show some sort of logical grouping of information. Now, if you are an ace in your field, if you are absolutely so bright and so good at what you do and you've got so much experience and then you've done so many different things, it means then you can use subheadings and headings to pick the best bits and highlight them. And then also adding headings and subheadings starts to make your CV visually appealing and easier on the eye. When somebody opens it, they can quickly skim the headings and go, oh, okay, work experience. Oh, okay, yep, qualifications, okay. So again, start to group your own information with these headings that I've suggested in this template. And, you know, you can still be working on, on this template or you can start working on your own one. It doesn't matter. But the idea is for you to start grouping the information in your document. Now, key skills and experience the summary within your CV. I have this in mind. So when the, the recruiter opens it, I have a summary of my key skills and experience. So what I'm good at. Because sometimes, you know, if there are thousands of applicants and this CV comes through, you want that recruiter to just be able to skim through and go, okay, yep, 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 this is what they're good at. So this is a suggestion because people are time poor and people get lazy. They don't have time to sit through 3,000 pages worth of your work experience. But imagine if you have 20 years worth of experience, what are you good at? And if you've worked in 20 different jobs, what are you good at? And if you haven't, if you've worked in three jobs, what were you really good at at those jobs? Summarize that. All right. So in this CV, I've stripped away the annoying tabs and I've opted to write a sentence or two about the companies as well. So this is really important when you start to write down the roles and the places that you've worked. Because, um, you know, you want, again, to summarize it. So most people tab across and then the years and then this, as you can see in that first template. But in this situation, it's just so much easier if you write down the company and then a bit of a sentence what they're good at, what they're known for, because that adds to your street cred. 
and then you write what your role was and then you summarize your tasks and responsibilities but you use action words I see it all the time, the waffly bits. I was responsible for this. I was in charge of this. The management asked me to do this, like nobody cares. So you want to make it as easy as possible for that employer or that recruiter to know what you did. So managed or, you know, um, supervised, you know, whatever it is, key action words, doing words that just pop out, pop out about what you were doing at this role. Now, the same with the qualifications. I think I, I skipped that bit. But um, your qualifications are also important. How you lay them out as simple and as cleanly as possible is good. Now, the other heading I've got in there is awards and achievements. I think that's way more interesting than hobbies and interests. I see that all the time. You'll have this fabulous CV. This person is amazing. And then their hobbies are just so random. Or they're just, <laughs> they're just so like, huh? Um, okay. And so I've put awards and achievements because there must be things that you have done or that you have succeeded at or that are interesting that you can add that kind of bolster your CV and then add a bit more about your personality. Now, look, I'm not saying don't add hobbies and interests. Yes, add them if they are going to be interesting i feel as if awards and achievements sounds a lot more oomphy now don't quote me i don't i mean i don't even know how to spell that that's not a real word but do you know what i mean and the other thing is volunteering is always a great default interest and or achievement but i think be more specific about what you've done uh, a big thing that companies love is the whole corporate social responsibility you know, doing the right thing. We can be a massive mining company, but we're working in the community. We can be a massive, you know, engineering company, but we're doing stuff with it, you know, with the kids. So even when you're applying to roles like that, start thinking about the ways that you are contributing as well, because to be honest, it's a good thing anyways. And then that adds to, you know, showing that you're a real person or that you care, you know, those kinds of things. Okay, I've probably gone on too long about that, but you get the idea and you've seen the layout there. Now, step number five is the final text check. So go over the whole CV, whether you're still in the template or whether now you're working in your own one. Go over everything and make sure that everything is where you want it. So check the content, check the sentences, check the grammar, check everything. Because this is the final step before you add columns. Now, I could, it's not that they're not, it's not a reversible thing, but I'm just saying it for people who might not be comfortable with doing that. And so I'm trying to save you the heartache of trying to figure it out uh, if you make a mistake. So again, check all your text now. Is it where you want? Are the headings correct? Have you put all the jobs in that you need to? All right, here's the big one. Step number six, we're going to add the columns. Now for this exercise, we're going, to, uh, we're going to split the document after the career summary. Now I personally don't add career summaries into my CV. So my CV is Taku. Because I feel as if sometimes that's what you can put into the cover letter. But I see it a lot. So I've added it there because you're more than likely going to have that in your own document. So that career summary is meant to be a summary. 
what you've done, what you're good at, what you're aspiring to. And sometimes the recruiters will read that instead of the key skills and experience like we listed before. But again, it's, a, it's, it's not for everyone. So it's up to you if you have that or not. In this example, I have included it. All right, so going back to the adding the columns, we're going to do it after the career summary because, to be honest, we want your name and that career summary to really stand out. So by letting those be uh, full width of the page, it just makes that information a lot more prominent. And now we're going to go and add the columns. So go up to Layout and then Columns and then select Two. Oh, sorry, what did I... I'm so sorry, I forgot to tell you to select all of the text after the career summary. So you need to highlight all of that text and then you go to layout, then columns, and then you select two. So now your overall document should look like this. It should have your name, the address stuff, the career summary, and then as of qualifications and education, it should have all the text in two pages, in two columns. And now the document is three pages long. So can you see how it's starting to look a little bit more, I don't know, a little more compact, but still not too busy. On to the next steps. So now we've got our columns. And you can see that some of it's not lining up and oh my gosh, the text is here and that. Step number seven is if you've never used control shift plus the asterisk, so uh, on my computer it's control shift and the number eight, which has the asterisk on top of it, or it looks like a star. That is hidden magic, let me tell you. What that does is, in a document, it will now show you all the hidden formatting. I cannot live without this shortcut. It is the way that I am able to work quicker and faster in all documents that I work on, whether it's CVs, proposals, reports, whatever it is. Because this enables you to see the paragraph marks and also it allows you to see where the page breaks are, section breaks, etc. Now, the reason why I'm showing you this is because when you look at this document right now and it's got these columns and stuff has happened magically in front of our eyes, we don't know what's happened, but I'm about to explain what has. If you go to the bottom of, I think it's the first page, can you see how we've got that job there? It says company name, role date, and then one sentence about it, and then it skips to the next page and then starts the key tasks and responsibilities. But we don't want that. We want all of that information to stay together. Now, there are different ways that you can do that. You can either set the formatting and the paragraph formatting style itself so that it keeps all of that information together. But that gets a bit fiddly if you're not too technical. So I'm going to show you another thing. I'm going to show you how you can do that. So normally, here's what most people will do. They will just press enter, 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 enter. Enter, 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 return, 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 so that the text moves onto the next page. Now that's fine. If you know that this is the final layout and nobody's going to see it and you're going to save it as a PDF or whatever, that's fine. However, 
if let's say you now need to add more sentences or more text or something that's going to change where that those spaces uh, are sitting, it messes up your document. So I say don't use enter, 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 return, return, return. It will come back and bite you in the bum. And that's why also you will find sometimes when you look at CVs, they're just blank spaces everywhere because people have entered too much. So this leads us on to step number eight. I've called it beautiful breaks. Your life will be so much easier when you learn how to use section breaks, page breaks, and column breaks. And so still in this view where we can see the formatting, and the, you can see all the paragraph marks, and, and the marks and the sentence spaces, everything that you can see looks a bit weird. Still in this view, I'm going to show you the different things that you can do so that you can see how it helps your document look better. So first of all, section breaks. These are great when you want to do different things to different parts of your document. So in this CV, if you go back up to the top, you remember how we had the career summary and then after that, we added the columns. After that, there is a section break. Can you see it? It actually has these little dots and then it says section break. Because we were going from one column of information to two columns. So Word automatically went, okay, section break, we're adding it here. The next thing is a page break. This is exactly that. So they will start your text or your content or your information on a brand new page. Now I've added one to the text that was hanging over. And can you see now, it actually shows you page break. And it's now put it on the next page. And then column, column breaks, they simply start your text in a column in a new column. <laughs> I know that sounds confusing, but okay, let's say we're looking at that um, work experience information and I wanted it to start in a new column. So column one, column two, I would use a column break in the first column and that now moves the text to start in the second one. I hope that, I hope that makes sense. And then again, I've done it, let's say you were in column two on the first page and you add a column break that will now start the text on the next page but in a new column. So even if you move around that text, it will always start that text in a new column. And I know it gets a bit fiddly and, and hard to understand, but I've included an image in the blog post as well that shows you where you can find the page breaks, the section breaks, the column breaks, everything. And then there are different types of section breaks, but that's for another episode not scare you or bore you with that. But anyhow, control plus shift plus eight or that asterisk shows you the formatting marks and then you, you select that again to remove them. So play with that right now and just start having a look so you can see where the spaces are, and where the paragraphs start and where the column breaks and the page breaks are in this document. Okay, so hopefully you've been able to play a little bit with that. Now, one word of warning, deleting section breaks can completely mess up your document. I'm sure you've done it. You might have received something from someone, a report or a, a, you know, a business plan or something, and you've gone and deleted something. But because you can't see the section break when it's just in a normal viewing thing, it just 
schmuzzleifies everything. And no, that's not a real word. But that's because <laughs> the section breaks are so sensitive. I call them sensitive because, yeah, you delete one and that's it. It will delete everything. It will change the formatting, how everything looks. So be careful with using them. But also, if in doubt, don't delete before showing up these formatting marks. So Control-Shift-8 or Control-Shift-Star or however. Oh, actually, there is also an icon at the top where it's just got the paragraph mark. If you click that, they will show up. So don't delete anything if in doubt before you've done that. Okay, so what have we done so far? We have managed to look at the whole document and we've started to group the information by adding subheadings and headings. We've also started tweaking the jobs that we've done and the tasks we've done and we've added punchy action words that say what you've done in those different positions. And then we have looked at breaks. So adding section breaks, page breaks, and column breaks to the document so that we're starting to put information where we want it to actually sit. And it's not going to move from there. The last bit, it's pretty simple. Adding page numbers. Now I'm saying adding page numbers because you might genuinely have a lot of jobs and you might have, you know, a CV that's three to four pages. Uh, it's up to you, really, if you add page numbers. Um, the other thing that people do as a footer is they add their name or they add their date. Whatever it is, make it smaller text so that it doesn't take away from the main body of your text of your CV because that is the most important thing that they want to read and that's what we want to stand out. But again, for this series and this example, I've put in page numbers. All right, the final step for this episode, step number 10, is that you have to save a copy of your file. So what you've been working on, whether it's your own CV or the templates that I provided, save a copy of that because you never know, we might make some mistakes going forward and we want to have something to come back to. But even if you don't want to risk it with your own CV or you haven't had the chance to follow through with what I provided, that's okay. The pictures are there on the blog post and I've also included the template with the columns. So the document that I have gotten to at this point. So you can use that now for the next episode. And the next episode will be how we're going to add some color to the CV. Now, color does scare people, and that's okay. It's not for everyone. But that's one thing that I've seen quite a bit is the CVs are flat. They can be boring. If it's just black and white, let's add just a bit of color. Even something as simple as making the text dark gray, not black can make the world of difference. But let's save that for the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. This is Two Words with Taku, a podcast about writing. You can find all my adventures and these episodes and the blog posts and lots of photos and much more on my website, taku.com.au. Thank you so much to everyone who's already started emailing and asking questions and leaving reviews. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening and have a fabulous day.